Well, hello, hello, hello. It's day 26, and I'm sorry I still don't have it set up to where I can put music on it. I do apologize. We will get there, I promise. Um, but we're on day 26, and we will go into Exodus, Matthew, Psalms, and Proverbs. We won't leave um, Matthew for quite a while. Um, it looks like we still got like something like 14, 14, 15 days left. So we're still going to be there for a while. But we are in Exodus, a new chapter. In Exodus 2.11 through 3.22 tonight. So, Moses escaped to Midian. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egypt, Egypt, Egyptian, Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. Sorry about that. After looking all the directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, Who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters who came as usual to draw water and fill the water trough for their father's flocks. But some other shepherds came and chased them away. So Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then... He drew water from the flocks. When the girls returned to rule their father, he asked, Why are you back so soon today? An Egyptian, an Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, they answered. And then he drew water for us and watered our flocks. Then where is he? The father asked. Why did you leave him there? Invite him to come and eat with us. Moses accepted the invitation and settled there with him. In time, Raoul Moses, his daughter, or gave Moses his daughter Zephyr to be his wife. Later, she gave birth to a son, and Moses named him Gershom, for he explained, "I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. Years passed, and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan or groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help, and they." Their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. Moses in the burning bush. One day Moses was tending the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses started 
I stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of the suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is the land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezzarites, Hevites, and Jeb Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel have reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protest, or protested God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will, they will ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me. He told me, I have been watching closely, and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from your opposition in Egypt. I will lead you to the land flowing with milk and honey, the land where Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezzarites, Hevites, and Jebusites now live. The elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell them, or tell him, the Lord, the God of Hebrews, has met with us. So please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last he will let you go, and I will cause the Egyptians to look favorable on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty-handed. Every Israelite woman will ask you for articles of silver and gold and find clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign 
women in the house. You will dress your sons and daughters with these stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. So now we turn to Matthew 17.10 through 27. Then his disciples asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, but he, hasn't, but he wasn't recognized, and they chose to abuse him. And in the same way, they will also make the Son of Man suffer. Then the disciples realized he was talking about John the Baptist. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. After the foot of the mountain, or at the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, "Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to you, your disciples, but they couldn't heal him." Jesus said, "You faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you?" How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy, and it left him. For that moment the boy was well. Afterward the disciples asked Jesus privately, Why couldn't we cast out the demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Jesus again predicts his death. After they gathered again in Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed in the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. And the disciples were filled with grief. Payment of the temple tax. On their arrival in Capernaum, the collectors of the temple tax came to Peter and asked him, Doesn't your teacher... Pay temple tax? Yes, he does, Peter replied. Then he went into the house. But before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him, What do you think, Peter? Do kings tax their own people or the people they have conquered? They tax the people they have conquered, Peter replied. Well then, Jesus said, the citizens are free. However, we don't want to offend them. So go down to the lake and throw in a line. Open the mouth of the first fish you catch, and you will find a large silver coin. Take it and pay the tax for both of us. So now we turn to Psalm 22, 1 through 18. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you don't answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trust in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. But I am worn and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. 
Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. And do not stay so far from me. Far trouble is near, and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemy surrounds me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I count all my bones. My enemy stares at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. And now we turn to Proverbs chapter 5, 7 through 14. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stay, stray from what I am about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to mere merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish with disease consumes your body. You will say, how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, Why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin, and now I must face public disgrace. Well, I thank you for joining us today, and I hope you have enjoyed. And as always, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.